Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 2, Episode 312 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us as we continue with our study of November the 2nd to November the 8th. Uh, in the Come Follow Me materials covering Mormon chapters 7 to 9, I speak unto you as if you were present. And today we are focusing on the section titled The Book of Mormon was, was Written for Our Day, covering Mormon 9 verses 1 to 30. Now, we uh, have Moreau and I begin this um, final chapter of the record or the Book of Mormon within the Book of Mormon. Uh, and he says, And now I speak also concerning to those who do not believe in Christ. Now, of course, if you see in our day, he will see that there are many, countless many who do not believe in Christ. Um, and the tone of his last, this last chapter of this particular book within the record is interesting because, as Daniel H. Ludlow describes, he says, quote, Moroni at first evidently intended this chapter to be the last one in the entire Book of Mormon. Thus, he addresses himself to those who do not believe in Christ. Then, in a powerful, logical, and forceful manner, he outlines the major teachings of the gospel of Jesus Christ and indicates why all men must understand and apply these principles if they are to find the peace and happiness they desire. He says the gospel is not restricted to a chosen few, but is available unto all, even unto the ends of the earth. Close quote. It's interesting because... Um, as we go through this last chapter over the next couple of days, we, we will see uh, hints of Moroni writing down what he believes to be the last of uh, this Book of Mormon, the entire Book of Mormon. But of course, we know that he says farewell again in the Book of Eva, and then he says farewell again in the Book of Moroni. And I think, you know, for me personally, this is just another evidence that this is a true record. You can imagine more uh, Moroni going about with very little all left and just writing a last little bits that he wants to get across and then finding that he's not been killed yet and he sees this this record of the Jaredites and he thinks, well, do you know what? Actually, now that I study this a bit more, it's very similar how this nation was corrupted and, and had its downfall and ours was. And I can see that the latter days is going that way as well. So I'm going to put that in there. And then he has a bit more time and he realizes he's not dead yet and He's got a few more things to record, including the sacrament prayers, a couple of great uh, statements from his father, Mormon, and then he he then does another farewell. And you can just see just the years when Moroni realizes he's been blessed with a few more years that he puts a little bit more into the record because he sees how they'll be valuable and he is prompted to do so. Um, And so I just love that. I I love how there is this uncertainty coming through this record of how this real person did not know how long he he had left because he was all alone. Um, so he talks about how people who don't believe in Christ need to recognize him as their savior, uh, how the, the second coming will come. And of course, th- there will be a judgment and you need to have had Christ as the center of your life and sought to have his atonement effective in your life so that you can then be cleansed. In verse 4 of chapter 9, he says, Behold, I say unto you that you would be more miserable to dwell with the holy and just God under a consciousness of your filthiness before him than you would to dwell with the damned souls in hell. Um, And this kind of links into the the whole idea of judgment and then the allocations of the kingdoms of glory. Um, In reality, we'll probably know um, where we'll be judged to go um, because of... That when will have been resurrected, 
um, the glory that we'll have and the feeling that we'll have in the presence of our Heavenly Father as well. If we are uncomfortable or uh, miserable or feel like we would have a mountain fall upon us, then we know that we're not going to be going to the celestial kingdom. And we've seen that uh, feeling happen a few times, such as with Alma the Younger and Mar Mar Moroni is speaking of it now. Um, and so the final judgment isn't a, a cold, harsh, you know, you will go here because you've not been good enough. It's a, you are better off here because you'll be happiest here um, situation. And I love that. Of course, we need to make sure that we are prepared and as, and as prepared as we can be to be happy in God's presence so that we can dwell with our families, with those family ties and with him forever. In verse five, we see that he says, For behold, when ye shall be brought to see your nakedness before God and also the glory of God and the holiness of Jesus Christ, it will, be, it will kindle like a flame of unquenchable fire upon you. Um, President Spencer W. Kimball uh, said this about repentance and how we need to prepare ourselves so that we do not feel the judgments and the effects of our sins when we are when we step before our heavenly father we need to remove those now with repentance he says quote remember this that forgiveness can never come without repentance and repentance can never come until one has bared his soul and admitted his actions without excuses or rationalizations he must admit to himself that he has sinned without the slightest minimization of the offense or rationalizing of its seriousness or without soft peddling its gravity he must admit that his sin is as big as it really is and not call a pound an ounce. Those persons who choose to meet the issue and transform their lives may find repentance, may find repentance the harder road at first, but they will find it the infinitely more desirable path as they taste of its fruits. Close quote. Very strong uh, words and insight by President Kim uh, Kimball, but it is true in the sense that we need to repent with it. <laughs> We can't just go along and think, oh, we'll be sorted, you know, it'll be fine. We need to guess on our knees, we need to call upon God, and we need to open our soul to him and be honest with ourselves and with him and say where we are at. Ask him what we can do to improve, seek to find ways that we can develop, because it is the development of this of ourselves in this life that is the key. If we don't seek to do that, then we are then we need to repent now as well, because the whole idea of repenting is to change. And if we're not changing, well, we're not going to be ready when the time comes. Uh, in verse six, um, Moroni then gives us, you know, the, the antidote to this um, uncleanliness. He says, turn ye unto the Lord, cry mightily unto the Father in the name of Jesus, that perhaps ye may be found spotless, pure, fair and white, having been cleansed by the blood of the Lamb at that great and last day. Elder David A. Bednar said this, quote, although none of us can achieve perfection in this life, we can become increasingly worthy and spotless as we are cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. I promise and testify we will be blessed with increased faith in the Saviour and greater spiritual assurance as we seek to always retain remission of our sins and ultimately to stand spotless before the Lord at the last day. Close quote. There again is that message of hope. We have that statement of fact that we are unclean. All of us are uh, before God. But with the Saviour, we can be made unclean. Uh, we can be made clean and we can prepare ourselves now and we need to prepare ourselves now so that we can then become um, worthy through his blood and only through his blood um, at that great and last day. We need to develop ourselves. We need to help help make sure that we are in the best, best position that we can be when we leave this life. Um, he then goes forward and talks about how, you know, some people may deny it, but 
uh, God does not change. He says in verse nine, for do we not read that God is the same yesterday, today and forever? And in him, there is no variableness nor shadow of changing. Um, I want to address this slightly. Uh, so obviously we know that the church has changed since 1830. We know that the, the church has changed since it was first organized by Jesus Christ when he came to the earth. For various reasons, we know that the the way to eternal life, the way to uh, cleanliness before God, wasn't initially with having faith in Christ, repenting. Although those those principles did were in place, but there was a different law, a law of Moses uh, before Christ came Himself as well, which was required for the children of Israel at that time. That was a change. So of course, things within the gospel, within the church, do do change within the organized structure for God to deal with his children, it does. Ch- it has changed over the thousands of years. But the gospel itself, the fact that we need to have faith in our saviour or in a saving uh, redeemer, we need to change and repent. Uh, and then we need to act in the ordinances appointed thereof. In, in this case, baptism and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost hasn't changed. And God himself this is more important, I think. God himself, his views, his ideologies, his his, his being uh, and his qualities have not changed and will not change because he is perfect. Uh, Joseph Smith said this, God, uh, quote, God does not change, neither is there variableness in, with him, but he that is the same, that he is the same from everlasting to everlasting, being the same yesterday, today and forever, and his course is one eternal round without variation. It is necessary that men should have the idea that he is a God who changes not in order to have faith in him. For without the idea of unchangeableness in the character of the deity, doubt would take the place of faith. But with the idea that he changes not, faith lays hold upon the excellences in his character with unshaken confidence. Close quote. And I think it's important that the prophet Joseph Smith said here that we need to have the idea of unchangeableness in the character of the deity. The things that we have to do, the policies and practices within the church will change of necessity because we change, the world changes, the context that we live in changes, but the principles and the um, character of God does not change. We are going to have to stop there, but thank you very much for listening today. hope you've enjoyed the study. Please do uh, share, review it. It will really help get the message out to many more people who are interested. Uh, You can also join the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me if you're interested um, to share what you've been studying uh, and and share comments on what others have posted as well. It'd be wonderful to hear more of you. And you can email ldsstudysession at gmail.com if you're interested in joining me in a future podcast episode. Thank you for your time and until we meet again.